Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. The Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, again, another day uh, that feels better than the day before. Um, watching TV this morning, I got up, and they're shutting hospitals down, guys. They're, you know, all those ones, makeshift hospitals they built, the national, you know, um, Corps of Engineers, whatever, we're putting up hospitals all over the country, and they're taking them back down again now. They're saying, hey, we've got enough hospital beds without all these extra hospital beds and all these extra breathing machines. Uh, so let's take some of this stuff down and move it somewhere where we might need it. Wow. That sounds good. And they're telling us, don't get excited. You know, don't get your hopes up. And I, I know why they're doing that. They're doing it to keep us indoors. Um that's what they want. They don't want us to go out there and break the social distancing uh, genre argument that's going on out there. And uh, I get that. But uh, you have to say New York has had slower and slower, uh, probably better word, lower and lower number of people that are going to the hospital each day for the last three or four days in a row. Now, interestingly, you have to understand What's going on is that more and more people are dying, higher numbers of people. Why is that? Because there's thousands of people that are already on these respirators. And it's a fact that by the time you're bad, God, I'm looking for words today. By the time you're ill enough that you need to go on a respirator, there's only about a 10% chance you'll live. In other words, about 90% of the people that went on these respirators didn't make it. So the respirator meant you were so far along that 
probably couldn't come back. It was a last-ditch effort to keep you alive. In other words, your lungs don't work, and so we'll put a breather on you and pump air into you, but that doesn't mean your lungs work. And so these people that have been in there for the last two or three weeks, whatever the incubation to death timing is, they're dying, and they're going to continue to die until the number of people that are in there are very low. And then there'll still be some, because this is not something, uh, everybody's talking about that this is not something that's going away. This isn't like, okay, we had the, the spring flu and now it's gone. This is something they're saying uh, it's going to be around, it's going to be in our population. Uh, until we get a vaccine for it, it's going to be around. Now, there's a lot of interesting stuff that, I, that I've garnered from listening to this, and one of them is we don't really know how deadly this is. And the reason is we don't know how many people have actually had this. So they're now trying to test for antibodies to find out, did you ever have it? Why is that a factor? Well, they had one country that actually did the testing, tested everybody. And what they found is there were three times more people who have actually had it that were all asymptom, asymptomatic, I guess is what you said. And they didn't even know they had it. And yet they recovered. So why is that important? Because if you look at the death rate and you're saying the death rate is 3%, and now you find out that you've only really captured one-third of the people that were sick, you now take that 3% death rate down to 1%. And when you get down to 1% and or below, you're back to just normal flu death rates. And so this argument could be made that, you know, maybe this is just a flu, just like everything else, and that the death rate is really not any higher than the other flu. It's just that everybody caught it. Maybe it's one of those things that just everybody got it before anybody realized it was even around. You know, during January, um, they weren't saying, in fact, I, I'm sorry, back in December, they knew that, that it was out there, but they weren't saying to us that anything could happen. That it's not going to be a big deal. Uh, so from December and January, we were still all mingling around. It wasn't until, you know, what was it, March? I remember, I remember the Rockets were going to play somebody in basketball. I think it was in March, mid-March. And they shut them down and said, okay, nope, don't go in there. You're not playing. Uh, because a basketball player... Uh, had gotten sick. And uh, at that point, they figured, wow, we got to shut it down. When they shut NBA down, then people realized it was real. And they started shutting everything down. They started shelter in place and all that stuff, right? So the point is, that's a long time. That's two, three months that it had been out there before we even realized it was out there. So who knows how many people have actually had it? And who knows, you know, what percentage is actually dying because the the, the data is inaccurate. Even the Dr. Fauci, or however you pronounce his name, I apologize if I'm brutalizing it, he said the same thing. He says, we don't even know. He said, the reason that our models don't work is because we don't have accurate data to put into the models. That's the problem. All right, so so much for that. Let's go past that today, and let's get into, um, so where does this all take us? And um, 
I told you yesterday that I had listened to three different economists. The one that I feel most comfortable about is Dr. Dotsauer, which uh, used to be here, the economist, the head economist at the University of, I believe, Houston. I'm not sure. But it was one of the Texas colleges here. He was the main guy. And uh, for years we've been listening to him. He's an expert in real estate modeling. And uh, he had a talk the other day. And the talk was with another company, some type of real estate company, some kind that had brought him in to talk, and, and the conversation was very scattered. However, there was stuff in there that I think was interesting, and luckily for you, um, one of my most successful real estate investors here at Lifestyles, John Boriak, uh, which is also the uh, president-elect of the Houston Apartment Association. John took the time to actually take notes on this seminar, and he was kind enough to send the notes over to me so that I could share them with you guys. And uh, I'm going to try to backfill some of what Dr. Dotsauer said from notes, which is going to be a disaster, I know, but i got to try to do it for you anyway. Um just to see if we can get somewhere with it. We want to make this a situation where we look forward. You know, the looking back is done. We're going to stay in. It's going to be however long it's going to take. In fact, the first thing they start with this whole conversation is, well, how long? And the answer is, as long as the virus determines we have to. Boy, what a cop-out. In other words, they don't know. And they, they are afraid of putting everybody back to work before they figured they broke the back of the virus. But they don't know. And so we can only guess. Some people are guessing, you know, the end of April. Some people are guessing the end of May. Uh, And then you've got the people that hate Donald Trump, and they want to see him not get reelected, and they're guessing we're going to be shut down for six months to a year, 18 months. Now, why are they saying that? Because they know it's not true. They're saying it because they want to make it look like Trump destroyed the economy and that it won't come back. Well, that may be true even. There's a possibility that it could be true. The reality is, though, what was his choice? I mean, you were all over him to shut stuff down. When he didn't do it fast enough, you weren't happy. So I think there's enough blame to go around. But the bottom line is, who's the blame really belong to? is probably irrelevant because it's probably the Chinese government, I mean, from everything that you read and see. Uh, and then you've got, you, you know, your question of why is it that New York, Louisiana blew up? Then you're asking yourself this question. Why is it that this virus hits black people uh, harder than it hits everybody else? And so now you're asking yourself, Is there something that stimulated this, that that the people of New York are really, their lifestyle, their quality of health and living, and boy, get this one, and morals and the way they live their life? Could some combination of all that be leading to them having this super high rate compared to everybody else? You know, they don't want to hear that. I know there's some New Yorker right now rolling over. It's grave screaming at me. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the rest of the story. 
Dell says the things you just can't say to your friends, boss, kids, financial planner, spouse, even the cat. Need him to deliver the message for you? Don't worry. Dell's past show archives are just a mouse click away. So go to DellOnTheRadio.com and turn your speakers up for everyone to hear. Dell delivers his daily Dellisms and liberating unconventional wisdom 24 hours a day at DellOnTheRadio.com. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to DellOnTheRadio.com to access our free live training event schedule. Get total freedom in your life, safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about working until you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Over 28 years ago, Dell Walmsley founded Lifestyles Unlimited. Dell has taught over 100,000 people just like me and you the principles of financial freedom through his national radio shows and personal one-on-one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited. I'm excited to tell you about the real estate workshop that has changed so many lives. This workshop takes you inside what we do and what we believe. We'll share with you the five ways we make money in real estate and much more. Just like your personal trainer, the Lifestyles Unlimited team will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com to register for the workshop that will change your life. That's lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, what I'm going to do is go through some notes at Dr. Dotsauer's uh, seminar, or actually lecture. I don't know what it's called. It wasn't really much of either. It was just kind of uh, him giving his opinion of what's going on right now. Um, so it's just kind of pulled together. The first question that he was asked and uh, he really struggled with was, is this what's going on right now? 
current economic climate feel more like 9-11 or World War II? And he kind of hemmed and hawed about that because basically what they're asking, I think, is, is this a long protracted problem like World War II? Or is this like, bam, everything happened in one day, like 9-11? How do you feel right now? And he says, I feel like both of those uh, uh, is what he says. He felt like it's all happening all at once, and yet it doesn't seem like it's going to come out of this tailspin for a long time. He goes on and says, next question is, is this going to be another jobless recovery? And he states that he believes it is going to be a jobless recovery. Uh, he's both positive and he, this is what economists, his favorite saying is, you know that 50% of what I say is wrong, right? Because I'm an economist. But, uh, the, the bottom line is that he's, he's showing you the pros and the cons. You can come to your conclusion because he doesn't know the answer either. I mean, he admit that to you first thing. But he's saying what, what he sees is, is that even before this virus hit, companies were facing a recession. It was starting to brew. You could see it coming and, they were already struggling, right? He goes on and says, when you have a catastrophe situation like this, you give companies an opportunity to lay people off. In other words, when we've built and built and built since 2008, we've been an upward positive uh, economic situation. And companies build in people and they hire people and hire people and hire people. And our unemployment was next to nothing at, at first of this year, right? He's saying, we were really overemployed, and companies started to to feel that. And there was a, you know, you couldn't keep growing anymore, that there had to be a natural stop. And he says, companies are going to take advantage of this. And I'm thinking about it, you know, going, okay, I haven't laid any of my employees off. Um, Actually, I had, my wife wanted to lay off an employee and work with less people, uh, because the employee was terrible. And so she laid the person off because they were terrible. But then I go, we've got to hire somebody else. And she goes, I don't need them. And I said, you've got to hire somebody else. you got to keep the full set of positions filled. Uh, and don't worry about the short run of right now. You know, but forget about right now. Worry about the way the business should be run. And we, we walked through it and finally came to the conclusion, hey. And I think what happened was I, told, I convinced her, you know, you, you've got two a manager and assistant manager in an apartment complex. You fire the manager because she's terrible. You've got an assistant. You're going, well, I can just go over there and help. And No, 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 no. What if that assistant gets COVID virus? Or what if you get COVID virus? Or what if you both? I said, what do I do? You send me over there? I'm going to run the place? Not going to happen. Hire somebody. That's the argument. So you got inside of our personal argument right there. But the reality is, is that you, you know, a lot of companies, that's not the case. Um, you could cut back people in a lot of these companies. And what's happening because of the COVID virus situation is that we're learning to do everything by telecommute. And as companies are saying, hey, we don't even have people coming to work and we're surviving. Do we really need to bring all these people back? And Dotsauer is saying... He doesn't think they're going to. He said this is going to be a jobless recovery. In other words, the businesses will all open back up, but they're not going to hire the number of people that they had before. Okay? Next point he makes is uh, economic relief bill. Is that is 
That plus the federal's lending effort going to be enough. All right, so he's talking about the fact that everybody got these checks for $1,200 for adults, $500 for kids. And then on top of that, there was a emergency relief fund that you could go and apply for, which was a $10,000 bonus, by the way, just non-refundable bonus right out of the blue for each company. Nobody I know has seen that yet. I don't know where that one disappeared to. Um, and then you've got the PPP, which is the Payroll Protection Plan. And I am seeing people now getting okay. Their loans are starting to get okayed. And I told you that Wells Fargo called us the other day and said, hey, we're back in the game. And uh, for us, we had already, you know, kissed them goodbye. So, you know, guys, <laughs> we're, you know, we... For years and years and years, you ask us, can we help you? Can we help you? Can we help you? And we say, no, we're, we're very healthy businesses. I own many businesses. As I got tons of money in the bank, and there's really nothing you can do for me. And they go, well, if there's ever anything you can do, let us know. And I'm, okay, okay, okay. So first thing happens, the virus thing happens, and now they say, go to your bank where you have personal relationships with and get this loan for two months worth of payroll to pay all of your employees for two months to make sure none of your employees go without pay. Because, I mean, look, we're not we're not able to do live seminars. We're not able to send people out and about and so forth. So our company is under duress, right? And so we go call up to apply for the loan, and boom, nothing. Lied to us about whether or not they would do the loan or not, and they drug us along for about a week. And finally I said, okay, Chris, which is my CFO, I said, let's just, Pulled plug with them and go look other places. And within a day or two, he had found two or three other places that would take us. And uh, so then they call us back and say, well, guess what? We can help you now. And we're saying, you know what? Guess what? It really doesn't matter at this point. So um going to be a lot of disgruntled people, I guarantee you. But positive side of this is those loans are going out. I mean, they've been approved. I've not heard of anybody getting the check or the wire transfer yet, but I have heard of people saying, I was approved, right? So I don't know where it goes from there. Dotsauer, on the other hand, believes that this isn't going to be enough, and like they're already talking about some type of stimulus for. So the the Hill, you know, the, the government, the economists, they all believe that it wasn't enough. Now, I was listening to another economist, and they were talking about the Fed. And the Fed messed with the money so bad, they made so much liquidity out there. And I'm I'm listening to the, the economist that comes from the Marcus and Milchap Brokers uh, company, and they're saying, man, there's plenty of money out here. There's there's going to be lots of liquidity, and there's going to be the possibility, you know, to, to, to do deals, and nothing's going to stop. So he doesn't think it's going to be enough to save enough of these businesses. He said a lot of these businesses are going to go down. All right. So the next question is, what looks like an overwhelming response from the federal government may not be enough. Currently, GDP is $21 trillion. Government trying to fill that hole uh, with $5.25 or $6 trillion. That's not enough, assuming that uh, it will cut the businesses by 80%. Stimulus package, $2.2 trillion will probably maybe go up to $3 trillion, and all that had said, what, is that, hey, he, we, he believes we're going to lose $20 trillion, and they're only replacing $6 trillion. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. 
really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Talk. 1370. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, I've been going through some notes from Dr. Dots Hours. Uh, I guess performance the other day, and uh, the the thing that I want to get to is uh, coming up right now, which is what does all this mean to real estate? And I apologize that what's happening here is that I'm working off of somebody else's notes. So they took very good notes, by the way. However, my presentation, the way I see things, and the way things flow are different than somebody else's. So as I go through their notes, it's a little disjointed. It has nothing to do with them being right or wrong or whatever. It's just uh, the interpretation and the flow of the interpretation, right? So we bring ourselves back to where we were, and he said, look, what is the Fed doing? Uh, he said, you got to realize these things. The credit market almost completely shut down. On March 19th, the credit system had completely dried up. Chairman Powell came out and said they would buy unlimited quantities of almost everything. In other words, they put liquidity back in the market. So real estate was dead. I mean, literally for a day or two, nothing happened. Deals were falling out left and right. And then they said, wow, this whole the whole country's going to shut down. We've got to do something. So they came and said, we'll buy everything. Now, the only thing I don't think he said that they're not buying yet is stocks. They're not buying, but they're buying bonds and they're buying credit uh, they're buying mortgages. They're buying everything they have to buy to prop up the financial system out there. All right, so where do we go from there? What does this all mean to us? He said, look, here's the point you got to understand. The Dow, Dow Jones dropped 36% in six weeks. Vanguard mutual funds dropped 42% in one month, right? REITs dropped 20 to 40% across the board. That's real estate REITs. And he said, but the apartment complex that you own, 
I own today has lost no money. It hasn't dropped in value one bit and probably won't. So what does that mean to him? It's counterintuitive. He's saying that because this is the only thing that didn't get destroyed, that money is going to pull out of the stock market. You know, people who lost 40% are not coming back. People who went to mutual funds and lost 40%, they're not coming back. Not all of them. Some of them will, right? Some will. But not all of them. Some of them, like in, I guess it was 87, when I was on the, uh, when I lost my money in blah. I never went back. I've never owned stocks since then. So, you know, it's one of those things where there's going to be a lot of people going to realize that real estate is much safer than the stock market, and they're going to pull out. Now, what is that going to do to us? Well, he's saying there's going to be massive, massive, massive amounts of money available to buy real estate, and people are going to want to buy it. What are they going to want to buy? Apartment complexes. What are they not going to want to buy? Strip shopping centers and business parks and things where... People are not going to go to work anymore. They're not going to go out and buy stuff from little mom and pop places when they can go on the Internet. And so that kind of real estate is going to take a hickey. Office buildings where they're housing hundreds and thousands of people sitting right next to each other in cubicles is going to take a hickey. But what isn't is multifamily housing because people have to live somewhere. And it's been the same story for the 30 years I've been in real estate. People have to live somewhere. And he's talking about workforce housing, which is class C and B housing, as being unreplaceable. You can't replace it. It's You either have it, own it now, or you will never own it because it's not going anywhere. You can't go build a class C apartment complex. And why is that important? Because the class C is the only thing the average American can afford to live in, right? Very, 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 very expensive housing as, as of this day. And what he's predicting is, is that with more money chasing the, these deals, that you're going to see the value of these deals go up, but the return on investment go down. He then adds to that the fact that they are changing what you have to put down to be able to buy an apartment complex. We used to be able to get in for 20% down. Actually, when I first started, we could get in for 10% down, but now in the last 28, 25 years, it's been 20% down. When we went into recessions, they dropped it, or they, they changed it to where you had to put 30, 35% down. They would only lend 60, 65% uh, of the amount of the deal. So now you have to put more down. But what they're doing now is they're saying, in the past, you had to escrow your taxes and insurance so that if you, they took it back, the taxes and insurance were already paid for. Now they're saying you have to um, escrow not only taxes and insurance, but you're going to have to escrow a year's worth of payments. You realize what that does to your leverage. Kicks it to the side, kicks it, you know, kicked it to the curb. There's no more leverage. And if there's no more leverage, your rate of return, I've told you this for years, when there's no leverage, real estate is just like any other investment, although maybe safer, although it does produce income in many different ways, which other ones don't. In other words, you have cash flow and capital gains and appreciation and tax benefits. You know, So it's still the better investment all the way around. But the fact that it was much, much higher rate of return than everything else is going to shrink. 
the difference as far as returns go. Now, I know you've been lied to your whole life because you hear the word real estate, and you said real estate doesn't even appreciate as fast as the stock market. That's because it's a lie. They're lying to you. Let me give you an example of what I mean. I have a hundred. I have a, a million-dollar apartment complex. And let's just call it a $100,000 apartment complex, just for simple numbers. And I put 10% down, which is $10,000, and it goes up in value 6%. Has it gone up 6%? No. If it went up 6% of 100000 that's 6000 I put down 10 it's gone up 60%. Yet these people are telling you that it really only earned 6% this year. It only went up in value 6%. That is a lie. It went up in value 60% on what we have invested in the deal. And that's what other things can't handle. They can't even come close to that. So you see what's happening is there's lots of room. If we put 20% down, that 6% becomes 30% return. Now what they're saying is you might have to put 40% down all told with all your escrows and everything. So if you're putting 40% down, that 6% becomes what? Right? You've got 40,000, you earn six, six on 40. It's a little quick computer math here. Let's see if I can find my computer. And we take just six divided by 40,000 down. We've got a 15% return. Tax-free 15% return. So you see, even with all this added down payment money, with all this lack of leverage, he thinks that real estate's still going to become the preferred and even more so preferred investment out there. Now he goes on, though, and makes one more prediction, which I like. He says, but people like my friends and which he is referring to us at Lifestyles Unlimited and other investors, he said, my friends that are opportunistic investors are going to find that even though the overall leverage has gone down, there are going to be some vulture deals out there. In other words, some people that right now are not positioned correctly in their ownership, don't know how to operate through tough times, they're going to lose their properties. And when they do, those vulture opportunities are going to exist. And he said there is going to be a lot of money made by those types of real estate investors. So there you have it. Overall, he sees that the general return on the average deal is going to go down. He's saying cap rates are going to get, I guess they're smaller. Their cap rates are going to get smaller. There's going to be less return on your money. But like I've been screaming, he believes the opportunities will exist to make some great deals. So there it is, folks. That's what we've got to be doing. We've got to be out there buying, 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 buying. And, uh, as we go through this and we see what they're doing to make this all work, we as investors are getting prepared. We are, like I say, don't go to war without bullets in your gun. I mean, you shouldn't go to war without a gun, but hey, forget just the gun. We've got the gun. Gun is real estate, but we need bullets. And what is bullets? It's cash. You need money. And so we've been talking to people about 
refinancing. Oh, by the way, the other thing he brought up was interest rates are going to be very low for a long time. So that in itself is going to help people want to buy real estate. Take a short break. We'll finish this up when we come back. happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? What about a month? A year? How soon before you'd lose everything you've worked so hard for in a fraction of the time it took you to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. You can start with the workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com and find your true financial peace. Like so many of our members already have, go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com to access our free live training event schedule. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we've been discussing uh, what Dr. Dotsauer believes is going to occur, his predictions in the future for real estate investing. And um, as we come here to the last segment, I'm going to summarize um, something I think that he really felt pretty confident about, and that was he believes that the real estate is going to change and the proclivity for certain types of real estate. And the first thing he says is that, okay, you're going to see a changing from commercial real estate being involved in being stores because he doesn't believe that, that he believes that the internet shopping like I do is going to take over the country. Um, and that that's going to happen. Number two, he says, however, though, is that you're going to see the warehouses and factories might come back and come back strong. Why? He says people are tired of China. I mean, Trump's already been attacking them, and people have been, yes, 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 keep going. But now 
when China sends us this problem and won't send us the resources and won't tell us the truth behind what's going on, he has a firm belief that we are going to demand that we take back our uh, most important industries from China. And hence, we're going to change our theory now of business. And the theory of business that was created, I believe, in Japan uh, is the theory of just-in-time inventory. In other words, you don't have any inventory. What you do is you keep your inventory uh, in a centralized location, and then you ship it out to people uh, when they need it. Um, but even the centralized location doesn't keep on more than three or four days' worth of stuff that you need. So what happens is you tell your centralized location what you need. They ship out a day or two's worth. And then this, you know, it goes to all the grocery stores, it goes to all the drug stores, it goes to all these things that are out there that we buy stuff from. Uh, and then they have maybe instead of a three or four day supply, they maybe have a week or two supply. So then they reorder and it takes a week or two to get their supplies in. So by that time, they've already sent stuff out two or three times. Well, what they're saying is, or what he's saying, I'm sorry, he's saying that there's going to be a demand for the safety of having more products stored up. So he's saying he believes warehouses and factories. Uh, factories because they're bringing production back from China. Uh, he believes that's going to occur. People are really all fed up with that. So that's his first part of his prediction. The second part of his prediction is he says that he believes, and boy, this is a really interesting one, he believes that Americans are fed up with the cutesy-wootsy lifestyle of living in big cities. He said, when you look at New York and what happened to it, and you, you look around and say, do you really want to live this way anymore? And, of course, you're not going to find a New Yorker out there that's going to say they don't, although I've got, I can name you three of them that moved from New York to Texas to get away from New York um, in our group. And we have people moving from California to get away from California in our group. So what's happening is the craziness of these liberal uh, giant cities and, and liberal states that are basically going bankrupt is sending people away from them. People, there is a net negative, you know, net negative number of people in those states. They're going away. And he says, not only are they going away from states, they're going away from big cities in general, and they want to go back. So he believes that rural real estate is going to go up in value uh, way more than inner city real estate. Whereas for the last 10 years, inner city real estate was just booming, right? So I don't, I don't know where to fall in on this one with him. Um, I've owned both, and uh, I've seen that you know, the one thing about inner city real estate is that it's locked in. In other words, an island. You can't you can't build anymore. There's no more space. Uh, although they did here in Houston, put a lot of stuff down and put up new stuff. And they're doing that in Dallas. Um, Dotsar has a joke. He says that the state bird for Texas is the crane. And he means the construction crane because everywhere you go in Dallas, are building stuff, right? So I don't know how far I'd go with that one. Uh, I do own Class A apartment complex that's in an inner city. It's really in uh, a tertiary level. Um, still a business district compared more so than 
um, downtown and not the same as where I live out in the rural areas. So we'll we'll see on that one if that actually happens. I, I would myself personally tried to buy something in the rural areas. I would like to own something because I, I do see people are moving out there because I live in the rural areas. And I'm telling you, tens of thousands, not thousands, tens of thousands of houses are being built out here and apartment complexes. People are moving out. So I just, I just contradicted myself. I don't know. I do know. They are. He's right. They're moving away. They're moving out, right? So that's another one of his things. The last thing he says, which is uh, almost like a stab in the face to me, <laughs> because I hate it, but I may be wrong about it in the long run, is that he's saying housing is getting so expensive that people can't afford housing anymore. Remember, we used to qualify people to live in one of our apartments by they had to make four times more than what the rent is. Now, it's down to three times more because people are spending at least a third of their income, not a quarter of their income on housing. And in seniors' places, we actually got down to two times housing, or two times their income, right? Uh, because they're spending half of their income. So as housing gets more expensive, becomes more expensive, he's saying that people are going to start buying motorhomes and living in motorhomes. Now, I laugh because we have at least five people lifestyles that I can think of off the top of my head that have gone and bought a motorhome in the last couple of years. Not because they couldn't afford to live somewhere, but they just wanted to do it. But he's saying more along the lines of people are going to start buying these things, and I've seen them on TV, even vans, you know, doing rehabbing vans, and people are going to go live in these small, mobile living environments and go park it somewhere in a motorhome park. All right, if that happens, then uh, it's a whole new world out there. All right, I went through this. I hope you got something from it, and uh, I hope you have a good weekend because it's been a tough week. We'll see you next week. Remember, it's not the money. It's a lifestyle. Hosling Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.